Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we're joined by Adam Mary, a professional trail runner for Saucony based in Boulder, Colorado, ahead of his race at the Black Canyon 100K on February 10th. In this conversation, we catch up on the second half of his 2023 season, all the details around his race preparation, the state of the Boulder Boys, and the new podcast they have dropping, I believe, when this episode goes live today, which we have linked in the show notes. Before we get started, though, thank you to Knack for supporting the show. Knack is the official nutrition partner of Singletrack. Of course, you have heard me talk a lot about their mission, the products, and why I'm into what they're doing. But one thing I have not talked a lot about that I'm pretty excited on are their race-specific nutrition quizzes. These exist on their website, knack.com, that's spelled N-A-A-K. And you know, with races like Black Canyon 100K on the near horizon, you can take these quizzes, you can enter all your relevant information like height, weight, sweat rate, and race day goals, and it formulates a nutrition plan right down to the precise aid stations on each of these courses. It's awesome. Go check it out for yourself. Again, the website is knack.com, and while you're there, if you end up buying some product, feel free to use code SINGLETRACK15 at checkout for 15% off your next order. With that, let's get started. Adam Mary, it is an absolute pleasure to have you back on the Single Track Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. My guy Finn, having an old dog on again. I don't know what is this number three or four. I appreciate it, man. I, I think it's. I think you and Jeff Colt are neck and neck for the most appearances historically on the Single Track Podcast. You might be edging him out today after this okay. one. So Good. I don't know. Jeff's got to go around canyons or something to uh, catch back up. That's right. That's right. Yeah, great to see you though again, man. First half of last year was stellar. Like it to me as an observer, it felt like a big time breakthrough in a lot of ways. You won Chuck and that golden ticket in stylish fashion at the Canyons 100K. I mean, you probably could have done better at Western, but a pretty solid debut hundred. Um, I'm curious, what did because I saw you at Javelina pacing yep. three Matt Daniels in the fall. What did the second half of last year look like for you? And kind of what were the priorities? Yeah. So Dude, here's the thing that people don't realize, you know, for a lot of people, if they're lucky enough to finally cash in and get that golden ticket, it has been a journey, dude. Like I was on that freaking treadmill of like nonstop. I am like just up and up and up and up in terms of fitness and racing all the time for like four years. And so I didn't really like consciously want to take a break, but I just like needed a break. And so after States, which was my first hundred, which I think also can kind of like take a lot out of you. Um, I don't know. I just had planned to go to yeah. Maine, which I haven't, hadn't done in a, in a while. My son hadn't been there. So it was like, just took a little slow summer. And then I'd already decided to not race CCC uh, or UTMB, even though I could have with the Canyons thing. So I don't know, dude, to be honest, I think the first States just kind of like set me back a little bit physically. I felt like I needed a break. So I took it. Um, and I was planning to race like JFK later in the year, um, but some other like um, just like work life stuff. Um, I wasn't like ready fitness wise. And I was like, dude, that's you got to be like fit for that race. So I just I just didn't. But yeah, yeah, kind of just a culmination of life circumstance uh, being the reason for the lighter second half of the year, which is a bummer because I agree. I was so stoked on the first half. Well, and also, again, I, I've talked with you a bunch to to get a sense of who you are, and then I've talked with people around you, and almost everybody universally says two things. One, it's hard to meet someone who's more generally stoked on the sport than you are, and then two, 
you're the type of person who, when you set your mind to something, you're willing to go on this multi-year odyssey to really like self-actualize. So it's interesting that like you got the golden ticket, had the Western experience, and it's like, I'm going to just like reconsider things at least for a moment. Yeah. It's funny because like I didn't want to do that necessarily. Like two weeks later, I was already kind of like doing a fartlek and um, Matt, who's like helped me a little bit with my training was like, dude, just stop. Like, don't do that. Just run easy and like whatever. And I think my, my body was like, oh my God, we can like relax for a second. So yeah, I don't know. I think I needed it for the long term for me, like to set me up well for the next like few years, that rest uh, was super beneficial. And I've been like running and training and like doing fun adventures. Um, but yeah, I haven't raced since States. So do you feel like the work you were doing before Canyons last year was largely experimental? Because I know you were putting up like 140, 150 mile weeks. Is that a place that you, and maybe you've been doing it in this block. I, I, I couldn't really tell on Strava, but um, yeah. how much is that going to be a part of like your training identity moving forward? Um, hope So yes, it was experimental because I've never done that before. Um, and I think the feedback was positive for me, like in terms of how I felt the results, uh, didn't get injured. Um, so I think it will be more of my training later this year. I'm actually also signed up the other big like rock in my schedule is UTMB. So um, like, I definitely want to experiment with like higher yeah. volume in terms of hours in a week training leading up to that. But um, yeah, like, I don't know. I think I plan to do more of that for sure. Talk about the training for the last couple months. Cause again, it seems like you've been to some extent Strava incognito. I saw one run in particular, kind of a glory 30 mile run, 640 <laughs> pace with Matt smoking. Yeah. Uh, has that been symbolic of the rest of the block? Was that, was that a peak there? Talk about what you've been focusing on in the last couple months. Dude. So Finn to honor, like what an awesome podcast you have created here and the like authenticity, I feel like you're able to get out with your guests. I'm going to keep it 100, dude. The last like few months have been <laughs> fucked up. Like so crazy for me, dude. Like we, like I have this new job that I started like five months ago. And, uh, so I've been ramping into that. It's been hard having a son. Guess what? It's actually hard to be a dad. Sometimes it's just like a lot of work. Um, I yeah. like, we just yeah. moved across town. So like we're in the new place, but it's like, that was a big lift, uh, physically and metaphorically do my dad had a heart attack, like the day before I did that run, um, which was like oh, a big man. surprise to my family. And so, Dude, going into that run, as an example, uh, it's kind of a metaphoric of the training. I was like sitting in a chair. I hadn't thought about it all week. I'd been so freaking busy. Matt was coming in like 10 minutes to the house and I was like in my loungewear. You know, I was like, dude, I need to like get ready for this run. And I don't know um, what it was, but I was able to just like click into focus as soon as I started running. And um, I've been tr doing good training. Um, and it went well, but it's funny because the the kind of chaos and weight of like a lot of the stuff going on in my life for the last several months, like has made it more challenging to do the high volume training yeah. that I might like to do. Like I haven't done 140 miles a week in this block. Um, I think I've peaked out more like 110, mm. but um, I, I don't know, yeah. man, like it's been a good training block um, and I'm really proud of where I'm at from a training standpoint with all the other stuff that's gone on in my life. I mean, 
I think the vast majority of this audience can relate in one way, shape or form to that. Uh, yeah, man. I, one, one thing I'm curious about, like, cause I know at one point in time, it could have been even up until Western last year, you were experimenting with the full time running thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe there was coaching sprinkled in there as well. Yep. In retrospect, did, did that end up working for you? Like, did you, and, and not in the sense of like financially, but like, did you like existentially enjoy having running encompass every single, you know, waking hour of your life? Uh, Finn, if there was a way for that to be financially viable at all, I would be all in, dude. Like, it is freaking awesome. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. Like, the I was also <laughs> I was also coaching um, to supplement my income for sure, and it's something that I enjoyed doing, but. You know, like um, when I was getting ready for Chuck and Nut, I was on parental leave. And it's like, man, it's amazing how freaking yeah. good you can be if you don't have to work a full time job. You know what I mean? Like getting doubles in is no problem. Like a plenty of time to recover, even with being a dad, you know? So like that is something that I would love if it could be the case, but um, it's not currently the case and that's no knock on my, my primary sponsors, Saucony. They're like really awesome. Um, but just, you know, I'm the sole income yeah. provider for yeah, my yeah. household. It's like, just not really a thing right now. You know, who knows, maybe after black Canyon, you know, yeah. I'll cash out, but we'll see. I feel you. By the way, I do want to acknowledge the, the family circumstances. I hope you, I hope your dad's doing okay. Hey, thanks man. Yeah. I appreciate it. He's all good. Um, He's healthy now. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Dude, so like generally though, do you do you feel healthy? Do you feel motivated? Do you feel like you've done like minimum viable training necessary to get the best out of yourself at Black Canyon? For sure. I mean, dude, every one of these races, I feel like every time you've got things dialed, you maybe like reach a new level. And so then it introduces this like, well, I don't know if I am ready to do what I did before now that I'm at this like new level. But um, I don't know. My, yes, I've definitely done minimum viable yeah. training. Um, one thing I have this time that I didn't, I haven't had before is like, dude, because of how busy my life has been, I'm genuinely just like, I can't wait to be like lining up at the start line. And like, all I'm going to do today is run through this beautiful desert course mm -hmm. with all these, all these guys. I'm going to see my friends and I'm just going to rage for a hundred K. Like I'm excited. I'm not yeah. like kind of burnt out on running. Like I'm really excited to get, to get to run a hundred K for sure. When I think about what you've already done in the sport, like you've already, you're already somebody that has punched their ticket into Western States the hard way, the golden ticket. I feel like it's the equivalent in our sport of like the green jacket in golf. Like you're kind of in the club, but I'm sure that there are some people that can kind of take it one of two ways. Like there are some people that are like, I need to continually reprove myself in the sport, revalidate myself in the sport. Other people are like, okay, I I've, I've gotten to the club. And maybe in the next couple races that I attempted at again, there could be some bad days, but I'm generally confident in what I can do. Which bucket do you fall into? Like, do you feel like, you know, you, you belong or do you feel like you're constantly needing to reprove? Um, that's such a good question. I, uh, I feel like I belong. Um, I know that I represented like on the first half of last year, like, dude, I didn't have the States that I wanted, but like just being there and like doing that race, completing it. Like, uh, I got a lot of feedback afterward that like, I kind of showed up, you know? So I, um, I, I feel proud of that. It is the case though, that like, I definitely don't feel like 
I don't feel like I'm resting on my laurels. Like it's not like I'm like, oh, I already got a ticket. Like I don't want one again. Or like I'm, you know, I deserve this. It's like I definitely want to run states again and like have the performance I know I'm capable of. So like I'd like to get it again. But um, if I happen to not get it at Black Canyon, and maybe we'll talk about this, maybe we won't. Like it's not, refl- I don't like identify too much with yeah. that. It's like, dude, there's like 50 dudes who could get a ticket. I don't know. Like maybe I'll get one. Maybe I won't. I don't know. You know? I mean, because one of the things that I think about too is like, like you train amongst ultra running royalty in the sense that like every day, you know, you're grinding with Drew Holman, Seth Ruling, Matt Daniels, That's right. the list goes on and on. And so, you know, at what point did these types of, did these levels of the sport become expectation versus fight? Like I think about that all the time when you're, when you're, when you're in a group where excellence is the norm, how do you, how do you, how do you function on these races? It's just fascinating to me. Yeah. Well, it just becomes normal. And like, hopefully that helps me perform at races like this. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, it is weird because you, you, I never feel an inflated sense of like ego or like how good I am. Like I always am like, damn, I'm fucking getting dropped again. Or like, oh, like yeah. I feel like shit because the training load's on. Or like I, I put a big effort in on this segment here in Boulder and I didn't even crack the top 10. So yeah, it's part of being in the presence of greatness. Um, all right, I got it. We got to talk to, actually, a couple more questions. Go, yeah. With Black Canyon, why for you was it Black Canyon versus running it back at Canyon's 100K again? Um, dude, I've run black, I have run black Canyon twice. People probably don't know. Cause it was early in my ultra running career, but, um, I, it's a beautiful course. I love the course, uh, love the style of the course. And, um, I wanted to, I want to get back into States and it was like, dude, that Canyon's turnaround is freaking brutal. Like, I don't know. I got sick right before States last year and it just like, you got to thread the needle on that turnaround. And I, so I didn't, but like, I think this gives me the best chance if I'm able to get a ticket to like have a good, a great Western States. Talking about the Boulder boys stuff, this has been, I I feel like the motivation, I shouldn't say the motivation, but um, just the things have been growing and and you can kind of feel a sense of energy around it. So talk about that. Like what, 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 what has been the evolution in the past couple weeks, months, if any? Yeah. Well, it's been cool, man. I, I don't know. Like number one, start off on the personal level. Like I don't think we would all train as well and get them as much out of ourselves if we didn't have each other. Like there's so many times where I would not do the run that I do if it wasn't like, Oh, I'm meeting up with the guys. And so that's like such a benefit to training with your friends or with a group. Um, it is really interesting, like, again, that it's even, there's even, like, a name for it. But, like, dude, people in Boulder, like, it's just weird. Like, they, like, this, these people, like, clapped when we went by the other day and were, like, go Boulder boys, you know? It's, like, so funny. It's just, like, really cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know what that means, but um, certainly I feel excited by what all of my Boulder boy friends are doing this season um and we certainly help like build each other up lift each other up when we're low and uh try to keep each other super motivated oh that's another thing seth and matt are coming out to crew me at uh black canyon so i feel like we're all pretty stoked on what we're doing and um yeah yeah, try to get it done as a team do you build this in the image of the coconino cowboys is it something different is it a (sighs) meld of the cowboys and something else how do you think about that part of it 
Dude, it's so funny. I was like such a big Coconino Cowboy fan when that was like, you know, like a thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe we're like Coconino Cowboy 2.0. I don't know. But like, you know, I feel like to really be able to call yourself the Coconino Cowboys, you all got to like, you know, kind of coalesce on a race you want to do that's extremely competitive and then all show up with tickets and ball out. So like we haven't done that yet. We've got some ideas in the works on things we might want to uh, do in that spirit. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be presumptuous. Those guys are freaking legends. And so um, I don't know. Well, I guess to that point, do do you see it happening anytime soon where everybody in the group organizes around one race? It could be UTMB later this year. It could be Western States 2025. Is, Is that a strong possibility? Yeah, I think something in 2025 where we all try to, you know, show up at a race like Western States or uh, maybe try to make a team of some kind uh, is in the cards. Talk about the podcast, too. I, I We were talking about this before we went live. I'm very excited about this. I've always felt okay. like there's a need for if there isn't one already, like a, a truly defined players podcast where people who are like in the sport competing at the highest level they're kind of commiserating, they're observing the sport, they're commenting on it. So yes. uh, I guess start with yes. how how did this idea originate and, and yeah, how does it happen? Well, um, thanks for the opportunity to talk about it. And I agree, like I have also wanted that, which is I think part of um, the motivation to do it, like, uh, and not to take more credit than is due, like this is really like Seth Ruling's kind of like, um, baby like he has like brought it up consistently with us and kind of like got us all together to do it um so shout out to seth for making it happen but yeah man like we often have such rich kind of uh interesting conversation when we're on runs um and we're all professionals so like we have a unique take on the sport and like experience have parallel experiences as pros that are different you know like whether it's with like respect to what it's like with this is a topic a little teaser for the episode zero of our first uh podcast episode that's dropping soon uh in the next couple days like yeah talking about what it's like to be a pro at the end of the year you know and like what that's like from a contract standpoint how that feels how the pressure to race to not race like um so i don't know we thought that like all these conversations we had on runs were like man like it's so so interesting so like maybe we'll record it and see if anyone wants to wants to listen along so um yeah, it's exciting. It's fun. It's supposed to be like reflective and authentic of our personalities. Like it's pretty lighthearted. And so we may have like other guests on in the future just to chop it up. But um, hopefully it's enjoyable for people to listen to. Also, thank you to Rabbit for supporting the show. Rabbit is the official apparel partner of Single Track, And you've heard me talk about them over the past two months. But I have become almost an everyday user of their new Cocoon 2.0 product. It's this advanced sweatshirt with a built-in turtleneck that pulls up into a secure hood and breathable face mask. It's got thumbnails and watch windows to keep your hands warm without a fuss and a water-resistant finish and fleecy interior for the most comfortable protection. I wear it on my runs. I wear it while ski mountaineering. It's the real deal. Um, Winter's here, you know? So go check it out if you need to upgrade your kit Grab one and use code SINGLETRACK20 at checkout when purchasing for 20% off your order. I don't know if you listen to the Coffee Club podcast on the track and road side of running. But yeah. It's like the On Athletic Club guys. I wonder if this could end up evolving into like Coffee Club, but for Ultra Trail. You know, uh, Finn, if you 
when when Seth hears this, he's gonna lose it because that's his favorite podcast, dude. So if this turned into something like that, I think he'd be over the moon, thrilled. <laughs> like I said, I, I think it's I think it's filling a gap in the sport, but I also am of the mindset that we still don't have nearly enough content. The demand for content versus the supply of content out there, there's a huge gap. And so, yes. I, I mean, the first thing I got to say is I just salute you guys for getting into the content arena, taking time outside of an already busy schedule where you're focused on training and racing at a high level to create this stuff. And um, yeah, like just hats off. Is there going to be a cadence to it? Like, is it going to be like a weekly thing or like kind of when you have inspiration, when that strikes? Like, how's, it, how's that going to work? Yeah. Well, thanks, man. And uh, I totally agree. I was saying this off air before we started recording, but like, dude, I'm always like checking my feed and it's like, did a new free trail podcast drop, a new single track podcast drop. And I'm like waiting for it. So hopefully like people yeah. might look forward to our podcast and we can help <laughs> fill the void of content. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a cadence. We're kind of thinking like not to under promise or we want to under promise and overbuilder. So like at least once a month, but like maybe bi-weekly would be very nice. Um, so we'll see if we can make the bi-weekly thing happen. But um, yeah, that's what we're thinking. Yeah. Right on. Well, Adam, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Really excited about Black Canyon. Equally, I should say, maybe even more excited about the pod. I know, like, <laughs> honestly, like I think this pod is an amazing idea. I cannot, I can't, I, I will be the first subscriber. We'll link to it in the show notes. I think this is going to go live shortly after that episode goes live. That's so right. we'll promote it for you. And um yeah, thanks for just being an awesome presence in the sport. Appreciate your style. Appreciate kind of your outlook, and uh, glad that you're still able to get after it at a high level with despite other commitments in life. It's 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 inspiring. Yeah, Finn, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate coming on and uh, for all that you do for the sport. And so maybe I'll see you at Black Canyon. I don't know if you're going to be out there, but if not, uh, we got to catch up soon.